أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومواله Good morning, welcome to Mindful Parenting on Radio Ramadan Inshallah, uh, we hope to um, go on a journey together to learn about parenting, mindful parenting and share what we find uh, with you My name is Anas Shaheen, I'm a part-time teacher and part-time homeschooler and a parent of uh, three children uh, with me today and for the rest of the Ramadan, inshallah, on several shows is uh, Sister Salma Gardi. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you for having me, Brother Anas. Uh, I'm a homeschooling mom of three kids. This has been homeschooling now for just over 11 years. Uh, within that, I have two teenagers. So, inshallah, I think uh, talking about parenting is going to be beneficial to everybody, including myself. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, <coughs> just a kind of brief intro that. Over the course of the, the month, we are hoping to cover a number of topics. When we, when we try to put it together, there is a number of themes. Um, we talked about communication. We want to cover that over the first week um, at different ages, challenging issues with uh, communication. Then we were talking about also resilience. How do, you, how do we develop resilience in ourselves, I suppose, and, and, our, parent, and, and our children? The other two topics? Yep, we're also going to be covering education, which I think is close to most parents' hearts, really, and, and see what we can talk about, what's out there, what the options are for parents today. Uh, and also, lastly, pretty much priorities, you know, in the busy times that we live in and the busy lives that we lead, what would be the things that we should be focusing on, on the most in, in order to be of most benefit to our children and to ourselves. Inshallah. So and, and today we're going to have a, a, an introduction to, to the theme of mindful parenting uh, over the, um, the course of the program. We're, we're looking at mindful parenting and we're looking up some definitions for that. Do you have, do you have any... Um yeah, I, I think something, you know, mindfulness in parenting probably can mean different things to different people. Uh, some of the things that, that came to mind, and, and obviously both you and I have done a little bit of reading on, on what this would mean to ourselves personally, and, and what really spoke to me was, was hearing that mindfulness is in the context of parenting should really be seen as a, a conscious attention to what's happening in a given moment. So for a parent to be fully present in a moment without actually parenting by pattern, parenting by habit, parenting by emotion, um, which is a difficult thing to do today, especially if you're parenting more than one child at a time and you're juggling lots of things at the, at the same time. I'm sure we've all been there. Um, so it's basically it's about choosing a conscious response to your child in a moment when you would otherwise just be triggered and react in that instant. Yeah, I mean, I, I find... When you mentioned that, what, what was interesting for me is when it, when something does arise, you know, I have to think of three things. I have to think of where are they coming from, where is that child coming from, and then what's actually happening in my own set of emotions, and then what's relevant to that moment in time. So I just I, I feel creating that space where you can so so that you're interacting accurately. I think that's. That's that's how I'm seeing it on a, on a yeah, personal stop level. It. Yeah. And I know people listening might think, gosh, you know, that's a really difficult thing to do. but And it is. But, you know, I think if, if it's done like anything, if it's done practiced in little baby steps, if you like, over time, a few minutes, a few minutes, just being conscious that that's what you want to implement in, in your dealings with your children, it becomes habitual. 
uh, it becomes much easier yeah. over time. And, and I think it, to remember that actually what it doesn't mean is that you're, you're not trying to suppress the emotion of anger. You're not trying to suppress the emotion of being stressed out or anything like that. But it's about learning to manage that emotion so that you don't uh, triggered act on it. You know, so it's, you, it's kind of, yeah. So you are going to get whatever sense of emotion that you have, but it's holding it, and that's one of the things: learning to pause before you actually respond. And and there's so much in the prophetic example of that. Um, but listening to the there's another aspect that came when I was looking at it is actually listening carefully to the child's viewpoint, and that sometimes is hard to actually deeply listen. You know, when you're when you when you've got that inner noise of whatever's happening in your mind yeah. about it is actually sitting there and, and, and to be listening not only to what they're saying, but how they're feeling and what they're you know what's it coming with, what emotions are behind what they what, what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely agree with that. I think it's a good thing also for it's important for your children to see you being mindful because and it's also important for them to see you struggling with certain things you know because when they see you struggle and they see you trying to control your temper or trying to manage your stress in the moment in a positive way you're giving them an opportunity to learn about compassion to learn about forgiveness to learn about being what it means to be honest you know a lot of the time and, and a lot of parenting articles will tell you a very good thing is to apologize to your child when you if have you lost your temper yeah, you know yeah. I don't remember that happening too much in the generation before us but it's definitely something that's advocated in, in a lot of pa- parenting articles and, and news things today so and it's, it's, I mean it is the same I mean not saying it's, it's a verse in the Quran you know you, you can't say something and not act upon it you know you have to lead by example really Absolutely. So, so that's good but it's, it's also um, you have examples yourself that you want to kind of bring in yeah or? I mean uh, I, you know when we were discussing this something that, that came to my mind is that I have uh, two sons my youngest which has um, quite a quick temper he's, he's somebody that um, feels very deeply I think and when things don't go uh, his way we're kind of zero to annoyed super fast but um, it's been very interesting for me because over the last year I've been you know been able to spend a lot more one-on-one time with him uh, and that's really just by circumstance my older children have been more engaged in their academic studies and stuff more and have really now. more independent and yeah. really just needed me less so mm-hmm. i have been able to give him an awful lot more time than i would otherwise have done and i actually think this is really what has been missing for him because it's Mm -hmm. like I'm parenting almost a different child because it's been sort of seven or eight months now that it's been really I've been having one-on-one time with him and his studies during the day because obviously I homeschool Um, and I have a lot more time to do creative things with him to take him out when I go out somewhere he's with me and we're doing everyday stuff but I think that has given him such a sense of inner security and inner peace I sound a bit like a monk at this point but it really has given him a very strong sense of self to the point where um, it is like almost having a different child he's able to manage his anger on his own do, do you see that as as the quality of the interaction has helped him to be more uh, aware of his emotions and being able to to manage them better yes and I think we've been we've been able to have some some discussions around this we know which we might as well not have had that opportunity when I've got my other two kids Mm -hmm. around so Mm -hmm. and I think this is something that does come up parents of multiple children Mm -hmm. um, how important it is to get some one-on-one time with each of those children it's very easy for a child to get lost in a household where there are lots of of kids running about and stuff so in 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 that particular context you feel it's 
the mindfulness here has come from you or from yourself towards him or for him um, being more mindful in his communication? I would actually say both. Both. Yeah, because I've had more time in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to take a step back and think about why he's, you know, I I don't have to get on to the next kid and sort lunch out for that one or something. So I've had more time to pay attention to why he's losing his temper or what it is that's making him act in a certain way. And he's had more the benefit of that in that I have taken a minute before I've reacted to him in that situation. And it's really just been, oh, drip, drip, drip over time. Right. And it's built up to the the point where he is able to be mindful of his own emotion in that moment and able to control it himself so it's been really super beneficial to have that one-on-one time my 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 experience is slightly different i think it's me being a bit more mindful because i've got the temper but (laughs) but but i mean uh, with with my older daughter had a a circumstance where there was something that happened that was not right and we needed to 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 address it and um, what was interesting is uh, both um, her mom and myself were, were not happy with it, and I, what was good for us is that we actually decided on that evening really just leave it, hold it, and not do anything about it. It was something that we were going to take the time to think about. So both you felt annoyed at the we, time. We felt, I felt, yeah, very annoyed. But what was there is, I, I don't know, maybe that is, and it's a blessing from God, basically at that point that we we just held it together not got involved in any emotional kind of discourse, uh, you know, wranglings and said, we're going to leave it. Having that space overnight um, and not not actually um, dwelling over it too much, just giving you your space to think about it with a fresh mind. The next day, it was easier and it was a lot clearer um, that that what we want, what we needed to do is is an action, and um, I was determined to 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 do that. So the communication then with my daughter, speaking with her, um, and resolving the issues that needed to be resolved. And because it was coming from a sense of yes, I do love you. What you did wasn't something that neither of us are happy about, and you probably aren't when you see it in the light of day. We were able to actually go through a journey where I felt um, I was there to help her come out of that that and for her it was very I mean she came out of that we both came out of that day much closer you know we um, we came out of that day she felt a lot lighter and a lot happier overall and it was very spiritual I would say as, a, as an experience because that space was there and I have instances that are not, not the same <laughs> I think we where, all do where, where we, we all do have snapped on and I think when you have an experience like that it gives you the strength to realise okay there is a higher ideal of how you would communicate with, with them and when you do do that they feel you feel much more connected and they feel much more connected and it creates a beautiful place for both of you to work on. So I think it's worth saying, actually, that when you're a mindful parent and if you can start this while your children are young, it's, it's actually far more beneficial to your child by the time they get to the teen years. And mm. that's not to diminish any of the difficulties you face with younger children, but definitely by the time they get to the teenage stage, if you're already practicing this type of mindful parenting and the children themselves are, are growing up with that and then being able to practice that in themselves... I'm pretty sure that's going to make the teenage years a lot less fraught. And that is a beautiful lead into our next program about communication. I mean, one of one of the families we're going to be talking to, um, Zahid and Rosina, 
what's great about them, they embody that idea and, and they stress the importance of starting that early communication and how effective it's been and hopefully we'll have maybe even their children with them Excellent. And, and, and that would be a great opportunity to see but Super. yes you're right it is important that you start at a very young age and never underestimate it So moving on, I mean, just reflecting on, on the issue of present, um, being mindful, sorry, I was just thinking about the word in Arabic, which is hudur, mm-hmm. um, and, and to be present and mindful. And um, it's interesting, that's something that we're practicing all, all the time in, in our prayer. But what I love in the examples of the Prophet mm-hmm. as well, seeing, seeing examples in his life where he showed uh, uh, very... Um, alert and mindful presence in a situation and I was you know thinking about the time in the mimbar when he's actually giving a sermon or in in, in Medina to to a believing community yet his grandchildren came in and he comes off the mimbar and actually um, picks them up pays attention and and he's mm-hmm. that you know his pre- it shows that he's totally present in that context with the whole community, whether it be the, 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 the senior people or whether it be even his grandchildren who are that young. Um, and, and there's other examples of it, obviously. And, and the other thing was, um, the, the other example is when Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, who spent with him um, from a very young age, from the age of 10, he was in, in, in his company, sallallahu alayhi wa And he says, I spent in his service 10, 10 years and he never asked me why did I do something or why didn't I do something. And, and that's what we're talking about, the nature of being mindful. Yes. Is not to be judgmental. Exactly. You're not judging the situation. Accepting that child for who they are. And, 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 and that gives them strength and confidence to be able to actually open up to you. Leading in, to communication. Uh, which Key. leads up to, yes. Yeah. So there, there's lots of examples in, in the prophetic way. Um, and one of the things that we face as is, is, is parents is with the, with the pressure. Sometimes we, we lose it. We get yeah. angry. Mm-hmm. So um, you want to say something about, about that, how, how we're given you know, tools to deal with to that. To deal with that. And what's the relation even to, to modern psychology, what's the relationship to that as well? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, uh, when we're talking about prophetic examples and our Prophet Wasallam's advice to us um, is when you get angry to change your state in mm. essence, is what he's saying. Is you, if you're sitting, you stand up. If you're standing, so standing up, up, you sit down. You sit down. Yeah. You need to go make wudu. Basically, you, ch- you physically change your state. And that really, you know, modern psychology today is, is only really coming into that understanding in the last however many years. But it's been around in our, our faith for uh, many, many years. And one of the things that, that psychologists say is, is that you should pattern interrupt you mm-hmm. should stop doing what you've always done. You mm-hmm. should reframe how you're looking at something, which of course ties into intention and your view. Yes. Um, and reframing is actually can be incredibly powerful when you're looking at a situation and, and what you talked about earlier with your daughter, especially in, in terms of how you viewed that. Yes. Um, you were able to take a step back and reframe exactly how you saw that. And of course, all these things have been practiced in the past. If we only 
took the time to look a little deeper, we would and see that the answers are as a practical actually, solution, not as something that we can read or hear about, but something <clears throat> the that answers we can are all there. Yeah, it's interesting. Just just a piece of study that was was carried out by Vermont. Um, they surveyed six hundred parents of children aged between three and seventeen about mindfulness. Um, and whether they were actually applying that in their interactions with the house and what was uh, in, the, in the relationships and what was the outcome of that, what was the benefit for that. And um, first of all, they, they, they measured this mindfulness is how attentive they were in the communication, how non-judgmental, which we talked about, um, non-reacting, um, and that it was generally the tone of conversations was positive. Even if it was firm with boundaries, it was positive parenting practices that dominated the relationship instead of ones that were about chastisement, about, uh, about harsh punishments. So that's what they found the characteristic of it. What they did find as a result of that type of communication, it showed that parents who reported more mindful parenting engaged in more positive and less negative parenting behaviour. And this was automatically linked to positive behaviour in their kids, which meant what? They were less anxious, they, were, they, they didn't fall into bouts of depression, they weren't acting out, and later on in age, they, later on, they didn't um, fall into bad habits with regards to drugs or alcohol th- or devices basically to satisfy themselves. Uh, they were know, very decisions. secure they in themselves. They were secure in who they are they were, yeah. and they were confident in who they are. So there is, there is a tangible benefit for, yeah. for, for children and as they grow up and obviously for, for, for parents. Absolutely. Um, one, of, <clears throat> one of the things is also that we were talking about, we live, as, you, as we said earlier, is in an age of speed. I mean, this is very characteristic yep. of everything that everything we're doing. Everything is instant, yes. And what strikes me and is, is the issue of, you know, this, there's this, uh, I believe it's the hadith, um, saying, al-ajala min al-shaytan, speed is from Satan. <laughs> which is, okay. which is, which is <laughs> problematic because we live in that. And, and, and it is um, what, I, what I find in my own attempts at being more aware with with the children that I'm teaching homeschooling or whether whether it be with my own children and I do this probably better with children <laughs> I need to do more. but it's just actually slowing down the yeah. process of slowing down and, 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 and seeing things and I suppose using the example that you gave about the wudu and so on as a way of slowing yourself down to take the time to, to appreciate but you had a beautiful example that you wanted to share with us yeah. to, to really visualize and experience what it what it meant. What it meant. So what yes, we- and I, I actually think I'm hoping people will listen to this and think that this is something they could take away and try with their own kids, and, yeah. and actually think it would be beneficial for parents and themselves. Certainly, also. I want to try it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and the thing that it's called is a glitter jar. Um, it was designed by a man called Christopher Willard, who wrote a book called Growing Up Mindful, and and the basic concept of it is that you take a jar, it can be any kind of jar, mason jar, jam jar, whatever it is. But something you, you can see through. Absolutely, you know, yeah, glass. glass yeah. um, and you fill it with water. <coughs> and um, you also ask the child to choose three different colours of glitter. And right. it's not the kind of glitter that floats, pick a glitter that's going to sink at some, at some point. <laughs> um, and what you do is, is you say to the child that basically the water in the jar represents the mind. Okay. And you ask them to take the different colors of glitter and take three pinches of each of these colors. And each of the colors represents your thoughts, mm-hmm. your feelings, and behavior or urges to do certain things. Okay. 
So once you put this in, the, the, the guy actually recommended that you maybe add some glycerin to the water because it just slows down the actual trickle and it doesn't happen quite so fast as we're going for slow here. So that's a, that's a good idea. So what he does is he, he asks the child to, to put all of this in and you leave it overnight. When the child wakes up in the morning, they're going to see that all the glitter has settled to the bottom of the jar. Um, what you want to do is ask them what kinds of things do they think will make the glitter swirl around in the jar in, in regards and in relation to an everyday life point of view. So basically, um, it starts off settled. Pretty soon, things start getting a bit messy in there. Maybe you're running late. Ask the child to swirl the jar. Perhaps they're going for breakfast and their favorite cereal isn't available. A bit of an argument between swirl, brother and yes, sister about the milk or the, the sugar or whatever. Okay. <laughs> swirl the jar. Um, you maybe on the way to school, the news is on and you hear some, some things. Some bad and maybe news that, or, news or good news, it upsets the child. Either yeah. that makes it feel good, whatever it is, swirl the jar. And so basically, it's a very good visual metaphor for what our lives are like once we get busy and once we're out in the world and things are happening to us. And it's really just representative of the swirling chaos of life. And what you're going to do is just discuss this a little bit with the child and then ask them, you know, what can we do to let the glitter in the jar settle? Um, and the answer is going to be something mm -hmm. along the lines of just be still. I love that. Um, so, you know, it's a really good visual way for the, the child to swirl the jar a lot and then put it down and take that five minutes to watch the glitter as it settles to the bottom of the jar. And I think it's, it's a good way to start to be mindful because yeah. it's very easy and some people might say it's quite hokey, you know what, I should just breathe for two or three minutes in the day and stuff in order to bring myself into that mindful state. Well, I think this is a really good visual way of actually giving yourself permission, giving the child permission to take that time out if they're feeling angry. Yeah, let them that space. Exactly. Like Shake the jar, put it down and take that until it settles at the bottom of the jar. You're just going to sit and be still. It's a beautiful, and I think, I think it teaches wisdom. This is wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, Hickman, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that they understand it. And then the tools of breathing, of taking that space out are all there to help him facilitate it but that example is such a visual example yes. which I'm, I'm keen to go home and, and, and try yeah, yeah let us know how that goes as so long as the child's not picking up the jar and actually hurling <laughs> it another sibling's head at the time you know you're doing the right thing if the jar is staying on the table all good okay well okay thank you very much inshallah i think as i said next week we're going to be moving on to um communication and hopefully we'll have some some different interesting discussions about starting it early uh, uh, and also about challenging topics. How how do you approach challenging topics? I think we, yeah. we need to kind of cover that, and and maybe towards the latter part of the week, talking. Actually, we have somebody who who's aware of cognitive behavioral therapy, Excellent. which is quite interesting. It's yeah. just a different take on on, on how on we how behave, and be etc. Positive. Um, is there anything else you want to add for today? No, I think we're going to look forward to what's coming in the next few weeks. I'm hoping it's going to be really beneficial to, to anybody listening in, and hopefully uh, you and I can see some differences in our own parenting. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.